All right. Hello and welcome to another episode of Observe and Report. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Jason Simmons. Sitting across from me is your other host, Jack Smith. Hello. And we are here to talk to you about the things that we do on a regular basis, uh, where we watch things and we tell you how we feel about them. And this is one of those episodes where we do that. <laughs> Great job. There are some episodes that we don't. We just talk about, you know, whatever. Oh, actually, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> Fuck me, all right. You got this one, Simmons. <laughs> You want to battle, not the war. (laughs) In our constant endless battle, (laughs) this endless waltz that we will do. Um, No, we have been apart for a couple weeks and so far as recording, Mm -hmm. but we watched a bunch of things at that time. Um, It is getting towards the end of the year, and what that means is winter blockbusters, and we're kind of getting to that time right now. Um, and I saw time off from work, so extra viewing hours. What that must feel like, I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> but despite not having the extra hours, I have been looking at some things that I have enjoyed in the time that we have been apart. Um, I've watched so much stuff. Well, let's get to it. It sounds like you've watched a lot more oh than me. Oh, my God. So I am very curious to hear and uh, very yeah. curious to respond. Very happy to respond. Okay. The first couple, I'm just going to kind of gloss over. Okay. The Walking Dead and the Last Ship. Okay. Well, don't gloss over the last ship because it actually did officially end. I mean, I'm glad you said that. (laughs) I was testing you. I've won this battle, sir. (laughs) This is what we do. We always have this game going. Um, So, first, The Walking Dead... Uh, I think there's one or two more episodes left. Before they take their break for the winter yes. time and go into next season? Yes. Well, next half of the season. Um, oh, I can't. I don't even know why I bother bringing it up because I can't say anything because you haven't watched it. Well, no, I'm actually quite aware of what happens in the season. Um, I have ripped the band aid. I've looked at what things are because, oh. hey, Rick's about to die. So I was like, well, I might as well catch up a little bit and like read some things. Um, one thing I did not know that one Dan Fogler's in this season. Yes, which is surprising. What I the know. hell? Like I'm so happy about that. Well, yeah, I I like Dan Fogler a lot. So. How could you not? He's a delight. <laughs> so I'm happy he's like on a thing on a regular basis. And you and like his character too. Really, I would yeah. like his character. I, I know little to nothing about his yeah. character. Just know that he's on the show. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it sounds like he's aligned on the right side of things in this world. Maybe. Who who knows? I don't know. I don't know Trying that to much. Keep at a least. blank face. <laughs> Um, but that being said, mm-hmm. um, I had, I did catch myself up a little bit because yeah, Rick is going to not be here anymore mm-hmm. and it just turns out that he's just not going to be there anymore as opposed to quote unquote dying. Why don't you just watch the show if you're going to read know. all this stuff? I don't know. I tease myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually, some people had took issue with that and it, basically these days, even if it's not necessarily what I wanted. I just want to be surprised, and I mm. think it's very hard to be surprised about anything these days. It's, it's hard. As you get older, I think it's hard to be surprised and excited about things, yeah. because we've seen so much as grizzled old vets, but not really. I don't really. know what you're talking about. I'm very youthful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That is right. You just had your 21st birthday. Oh, my God. It was, <laughs> it was a fantastic blowout yeah, celebration. Totally. <laughs> um... But, yeah, go on as far so as, like, your anticipation it, for it. Yeah, it was, it was not what I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool. Um, they have, I don't, I'm assuming you read about this in the in your recaps that you uh, read, but mm-hmm. um, they fast forward. 
That I didn't know. Oh, I know they fuck. Did I'm job, sorry. But, I'm not, but trust me, I'm not upset at this. Okay. <laughs> they do a, a pretty, I want to say like five years or something. Okay, because that parallels what happens in the books. A time oh, skip really? does happen. Okay. Um, and they bring in some new people. Okay. Um, and I was actually surprised because in the new episodes without Rick, I didn't occur to me until like a week after I started watching them. I'm like, oh yeah, Rick's not in these anymore. Like, it didn't really make a difference to me. I mean, in all honesty, there have been like seasons where like it's not been, yes, Rick is the focus, but there have been like a stretch of episodes where it's not Rick focused. Yeah, it doesn't, not quite everything centers around him anymore, especially as um, there are different like offshoot groups. Mm -hmm. Because the cast has expanded. Band. It's ballooned it's, yeah. since the first season. Yeah, like first season we had like maybe eight core characters, mm-hmm. and like now we're up to like in the There's a double bajillion. digits certainly. Yeah, um, so I didn't feel that loss at all, which is mm-hmm. cool. Um, I'm actually like that they were able to focus like on this la- last episode more on like Carol and um, um, oh my god, Daryl. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not realize the names rhymed until like right now, Daryl and Carol. I did not realize until you just said that. Depending on how you pronounce them, Daryl and Carol, a P, two P's in a pod. And just to comment on that, those two. Mm, the best. I liked that in the early seasons of that show, they always had those two, like, in a weird kind of, like, pairing. Yeah. And it was, like, nice. Like, yeah. oh, are they friends? Are they interested in each other? Like, who knows? But I, I just like them being together. I it was kind of both together. at some point. But, like, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's are they, like, at all, like, a appear again no that's it i mean they're pals okay they're totally still pals Mm -hmm. um which is great um so yeah i'm excited to for them to focus on other characters okay um and kind of see where it goes yeah okay but not even get to my stuff tell me about the last ship it is over it's done (sighs) how do you feel um I mean... Have you been on the message boards? Have you... They've been lighting up, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now, I've seen a room full of condolence cards and flowers. Uh, we've lost a friend here. Um, a lot of edible arrangements. Sherry's berries have been sent, so thank you. Um, I've been susp- subsisting mostly on dried flowers and uh, chocolate-covered fruit. It's been great. Not left the house in weeks. <laughs> um... I mean, was it pretty much what I expected? Yes. Was okay. it corny? Yes. <laughs> uh, did it fit that show perfectly? Yes. Were there people who were not on the show for a long time that came back to make a guest appearance? Of course they did, Jason, because okay. there was a big old flashback. Okay. No, not a flashback. I take that back. Uh, it was um, a classic, like... Is he dead or is he not? Now he's like kind of in heaven slash his subconscious and he's going and talking back to people. It was great. Funny. They parallel that on Walking Dead mm. with Rick in his yep. quote unquote dying moments. That's exactly what they did on the last ship. <laughs> he got to see Tex again, great which was great. Think alike, I yeah, guess. no. <laughs> Both shows renowned for their writing. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so... Yes, it was hilariously bad. Um, but yeah, it's left a little emptiness okay. on my Sunday nights. Okay. But R.I.P. It, was it a good end? Would you say it's, it has wrapped itself up solidly? <laughs> I mean, it's such a stupid show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I guess. I mean, you would have loved it, Jason. Mm-hmm. I'm going to spoil it for you. Sure. That I sh- Trust me. The things were in which they've had like long runs. I've come in at the last episode to be like, what's this all about? <laughs> <laughs> and I've watched it and be like, I guess I should watch the whole show. And I have. I've done that like twice now. <laughs> um, then Nathan James gets some real bad hits. Mm-hmm. Do they have to abandon ship? Yeah, they do. Oh, shit. Are there a lot of sad looks exchanged before they do this? You bet your ass mm-hmm. there were. Did Captain Tom Chandler stay on till the very end? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. Well, uh-huh. <laughs> 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 so, was the bad battleship that everyone thought Captain Tom Chandler was hallucinating but was actually real and mm-hmm. he was vindicated? show up and then he just <laughs> fucking took some ropes and shit and basically did the equivalent of putting a brick on the gas pedal mm-hmm. and just drove the Nathan James that was like half sunk <laughs> but apparently still going <laughs> right into that battleship Okay, and he jumped off at the last minute he should have been sucked down with that ship but it's fine he must be the most amazing swimmer on the planet <laughs> and they pick him up and that is how the show ends that's it's great. That's fantastic. Um, it was also, the most Michael Bay ending. Also, they, it, it sounds like they pulled a little bit from Battlestar Galactica as well, but that's fine. Great minds think alike, as we have said before. Doubt it, Jason. I doubt it. <laughs> Very original ending. But no, that's cool, though. I'm glad that you were satisfied with the ending because I know that you've stuck with this show. You've been with it from the start, and now you're here at the end. Yeah. And hopefully. A spinoff may come. Who knows? I mean, I've not heard any chatter on the board. We might get a major crimes out of this, all right? I could only hope. <laughs> I'm waiting for major crimes to be free on some kind of platform. <laughs> You've not bought every season? I only bought one, Jason. <laughs> I can't bring myself to spend another 20 to $30 on more. So I'm just going to have to wait this shit out. All right. For TNT to get it together mm-hmm. and put that on Amazon Prime for free. It should be there already. Is the closer's free? Why isn't Major Crimes? Because I know it's good. <laughs> the closer was good too. Uh, well, yeah, I say no. that as someone that saw like two episodes. Listen, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What uh, have you got? Okay, I've watched a couple things here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about this a little bit off mic, but I uh, did see that uh, Adam Sandler special on uh, Netflix called "100 Percent Fresh." Um, it's surprisingly good. Who would think that an Adam Sandler property in the year 2018 would be a fun thing to watch, but it actually is. Um, it's mainly, um, a lot of musical comedy. Like, it's him, like, doing a bunch of songs. But what's enjoyable about it is that it's all brand new. Um, and that because people in the crowd, the frat boys in the crowd, don't know the words, they can't mess it up. So, (laughs) he kind of just has to say his piece. And it's like, it's very small. It's just him and, like, one guy on the piano. And it's just him doing songs, and they're really funny, actually, for the most part. Um, one of them, I think, went like uh, viral recently, like on the internet, like a chain uh, wallet keys phone. Uh, it's pretty good, actually. Um, but that being said, um, it, the way they shoot it, it's pretty fun. They go to various cities, and they shoot like a little bit in every city, just like kind of stitching it all together. Um, a couple things there, he did in New Jersey at the uh, NJ Pack, which was pretty cool. It was like the prettiest theater that they had in that whole thing. Um, there's a tolerable amount of Rob Schneider, and by that, <laughs> I mean about two minutes. Okay. Um, the very touching tribute to Chris Farley in there. Aww, yeah. uh, he has a very cool song there at the end. Um, and a lot of, like, 
behind the scenes footage i guess from like snl and just like oh that like class of people on there like really were friends like they weren't just like people that worked together that were funny like they really did like form a bond and all that stuff and like you get like to some degree why sandler always wants to have his friends around because like he just likes oh yeah of course and who doesn't who wouldn't do that were they in that position i guess um and also uh a very nice rendition of uh girl old with you from the wedding singer Aww. Uh, like updated lyrics, like, like he talks about his own real relationship with his wife, and it's just what like. What's your favorite Adam? Fa- nope, Adam Sandler movie. My favorite Adam Sandler movie. I would probably say. Oh, did we just power down? <laughs> As I have to reboot now to think yeah, about. That's oh, fair. So major movie. question. Um, I would say maybe Happy Gilmore. Okay. Um, it's ridiculous, but it's I don't know. It was one of the first ones. Um. Mine's the wedding singer, in case you were wondering. <laughs> Thanks for asking. I mean, well, you told me anyway. I'm sorry for not asking. But when she stands in that mirror and says mm. Julia Gulia and Julia starts crying, Gulia. it's my favorite thing on the planet. <laughs> and whenever I meet someone named Julia, I call them Julia Gulia, <laughs> and they never say anything, and I just enjoy myself with it. What Santa likes to do in his movies for some reason is like pair himself like the most attractive woman like alive. But, like, there was a reality to, like, Drew Barrymore's yeah. prettiness and, like, her attractiveness. And they had a nice chemistry. And they did have very good yeah. chemistry. And it was just nice to see that on screen. Yeah. It just worked well as, like, just a romantic comedy on its, its own. It's by far, like, the sweetest story yeah. and actually, like, made sense. It's actually really sentimental <laughs> yeah. and very nice. And, like, it was a period film. It was, like, made in 98, but, like, it was set in, like, 85 or something like that, 84. But... It was interesting because it was such a marked difference in the way things look and the way things were from 98 to, like, 84 or whatever. Mm. It's just, it was like, oh, yeah, this is of a certain time and place. Anyway, sorry. No, that's totally fine. Um, But, yeah, I saw that and it was really good. Um, And, yeah, I've seen some other things as well, if you care for me to go on. Go for it. Um, I watched Slice. Um... I thought you had already seen. Oh, wait. We talked about this a little bit off mic as well. Oh, I was thinking about Split. Sorry. <laughs> Split with uh, James McAvoy. Yes. Yes, sorry. I have seen that. Excited for Glass coming out in like another month. That's coming out That's next coming month? out really soon. Oh, it's a perfect Christmas film. That um, makes sense. Actually, more January than I December. I was joking. It's not a Christmas film. But yes, okay. <laughs> uh, wait, did you say Slice or Splice? Slice. S-L-I-C-E. Slice. Like a slice oh, of pizza. Oh, gotcha. The... The uh, featuring Paul Shear, uh Chance the Rapper. That's what I was uh, trying to think of. Zazzy Beats and whatnot. Cool. Um, what's his name? Uh, Joe Carey from Stranger Things and all that. Oh, cool. And what sucks about it is that you think, like, oh, with all these names, like, you know, and, like, a weird premise of, like, oh, this is a town where, like, ghosts are real. And, like, you know, oh. like, they have their own section of the town. And, like, it's about a, the murder of delivery people in this city and like you know trying to figure out the mystery of who's that actually doing it silly and fun and chance the rapper is like a werewolf and it's like of course and it sounds like oh this is all weird fun cool elements and it's like this is not good <laughs> it's like this sunk cost theory where it's like all these elements have a certain value and all these values together have to equal something good right it never happens Aww. um but that being said it's just more boring than bad it's like oh this isn't really going anywhere mm. um but yeah, that being said, it's free on Amazon. If you, if, if <laughs> you don't want to waste an hour and a half of your life. To check it out. Gotcha. Um, but what ha- else have you seen? 
Um, I watched uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Ooh, interesting. Okay, cool. I had never seen it. Have you seen it? A long time ago yeah. when I was a kid. It was like maybe 10 or 11. Oh, wow. Yeah. That but it sticks in my head, a though. a scary movie to see as a kid. It's a little scary. Yeah. Like, it's a little bit of a scary movie, but it uh, it definitely, the imagery of that movie stayed with yes. me for a long time. It is, because I've seen so many like of the like iconic posters and images of like the kid with the open door mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, the first thing that struck me is a small child named Barry. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the name for a 50-year-old man and up. So for like a woman to be yelling at a, like a three-year-old, yelling his name Barry. The Barry. The Barry. So weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. I didn't know what to expect at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and it. I'm not one to usually notice like how things are shot or whatever, mm-hmm. like certain like frames or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some shots in there that are really cool looking. Yes. Um, at one, like when <laughs> fucking Barry runs off into the woods and it kind of pans back and you see the house and then you just see him in his little white shirt or whatever. So it's just this little white dot bouncing into like the darkness mm-hmm. and it's really creepy. Um, and then, yeah, when he opens the door and it's just like that bright orange, red, fiery, like madness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized, <laughs> and I think it's in a trope that's kind of in a lot of scary movies with, of like um, like a vent or something with uh, little screws and something that you cannot see. It's like undoing things. it. Mm-hmm. That's fucking terrifying. I feel like uh, signs took a lot from the Close Encounters yes, playbook. Yes, I could totally see that. Absolutely. Um but um, I didn't expect the ending to be what it was. Um, this, like, kind of reunion? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, what they do with the, like, piano-y The tones. Things, the tones and, like, how it all lights up. Mm-hmm. It's just really, it's so cool and original and interesting. And I really enjoyed it. In the history of, like, science fiction films where in which you have communication with, like, an alien species, I feel like more recently it's all based on like math and science and like how to break the code and things like contact it's all math based and things like uh, arrival it's all linguistic mm-hmm. space but yeah. trying to figure out how it's done i just like that in close encounters is music based it's just like oh it's yeah it's that's, totally different that's yeah. cool so for some reason it just feels very human and like connective as opposed to like just trying to like crack a code it's like right. oh the code is like it, it, it within a person you can make tones like that's that's cool and yeah. i guess tones could break down to math or whatever but Screw that. We're talking about fun things. <laughs> um, like music. Um, but no, that's... I'm glad. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was cool a really cool that. movie. Yeah. Um, I also... <laughs> on kind of the other side of sci-fi, I don't know. I think it was just free. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, I'm going to tell you the cast. Okay. And I, you will probably know what movie it is. Mm-hmm. But the cast is like legit. Daniel Craig, Harrison Ford. Uh, Olivia Wilde, Sam Rockwell, Paul Dano, Walton Goggins. I cannot think of it. Harrison Ford, Paul Dano, Walton Goggins. Got you again, Simmons. It's Cowboy versus Aliens. Oh, wow. Holy crap. I forgot Dan Craig was in that. Right? Jesus. Yeah, 2010? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's that cast. That's that cast. It's mm-hmm. all coming back to me right now. Mm-hmm. What prompted that? Did you listen to that, uh, uh, I was there too with Toby Huss. Oh no! It I was just, mentioned because this is the second time it's come up for me this week. Weirdly enough. <laughs> oh, that is weird. Um, I just got bored and I wanted to see Dan Craig look handsome somewhere. <laughs> it's something I hadn't seen before. Um, 
and I mean, mission accomplished. He looked great. Mm-hmm. And that movie just gets worse and worse as time goes on. I forgot that was a thing that existed, but I was weirdly excited for when it was coming well, out. Because the concept of cowboys versus aliens, that's cool. Because well, in everyone's little kid imagination, that sounds great. And like, it doesn't it doesn't start off terribly, mm-hmm. and then it just keeps getting more terrible. So Daniel Craig wakes up with this in the middle thing of the, attached to him. Yeah, the West with a thing attached to his wrist. Um, he goes into this uh, cowboy town. Um, Paul Dano's a little shithead, um, and Harrison Ford is his dad. And he comes back into town, and he's a jerk, but. He has to team up with Daniel Craig because all of a sudden these freaking aliens come out of nowhere. Olivia Wilde is standing around being annoying and secretive. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert: she ends up being a fucking alien. Yep. And that's those eyes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> those hypnotizing oh, eyes can't be from this world. So like, it starts off like, okay, we want to battle aliens. Cool, I can get on board with that. Mm-hmm. But and I was already off board with some other things. But as soon as she <laughs> turns out to be a goddamn alien, mm-hmm. I was like, "Fuck this movie!" It feels like someone put together the scripts for uh, Men in Black and <laughs> Wild Wild West into a blender, <laughs> and then tried to serve to Will Smith. He's like, "Ew, no!" <laughs> and then somehow it got to Daniel Craig. I I don't know what happened. I mean, it's, I like the idea, the premise, like you said, like, yeah. of like, hey, these under techno, these underpowered regular humans, like yeah. you know, with eighteen hundreds technology, fighting right. like advanced aliens, cool, with the whole power of the universe behind yeah. them. Like, how does this play out? Yeah, um, but it doesn't play out well at all. <laughs> it's oh god, the portrayal of Native Americans is horrifying mm-hmm. and very stereotypical, and they should be embarrassed about that. Mm-hmm. Um, John Favreau directed it. That sounds right. Okay. Um, which is random. I don't know. The whole thing, it just was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched one really good sci-fi thing and one really bad one. Okay. Yep. Um, what else? And other things I saw, one movie that I was anticipating very heavily, one of the most anticipated movies of the year, mm. maybe after like Infinity War or something like that, was uh, mid-90s. And I oh, yeah. did get to see it and I really enjoyed it. Oh, cool. Um... And I think we mentioned before of like, you know, it's a, like this might be tough to watch because of like, you know, it may evoke those feelings of like, you know, what it is to be at that age of yeah. like, you know, 12, 11 or 12, 12, 12 13, where it's no. just like, oh, my God. And it does do that. But it's also very funny at points. Um, it is kids being kids and like being pretty funny at times, mm-hmm. too. I would say it's a cross between like a, a kids, that movie kids from like the mid 90s was like very graphic and like, you know like shows the meanness of what it is to be a child sometimes and the sandlot like it is very much like hey new kid like welcome to this team and like learn this thing and also make friends along the way i don't know i definitely didn't see kids i only vaguely remember sandlot wow okay so all right the sandlot's worth looking at again even as an adult it's very fun actually yeah um but that being said yeah like i said it's simultaneously wonderful and crushing mm-hmm. um <laughs> <laughs> Really representative of the period. And okay. so far as the clothing, the sets, like, uh, the cars, like, the look of people, like, it was very much like, oh, this is, like, 96, 95, right around there. Um, 
<laughs> like yeah, things like World Industry skateboards. Oh yeah. Um, chocolate skateboards and whatnot. It's like, oh wow, I remember all these names. How cool that it's all here in this. Um, the look of the movie. Uh, it's framed in three by four, like you're looking at a uh, videotape. Okay. As opposed to like you know the the sixteen by nine format that like most widescreen things are set in. Okay. So they cut off the sides of it. So it's interesting. It's like, oh, it's like looking at a video and that's like the intent of it to make it look like a home video that someone made kind of. Okay. I don't know that I would notice. Oh, you would notice. If okay. you were in a theater, you would see that the sides are just black on this movie. Oh. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. It's okay. interesting. You don't notice it really, but it's like, huh. Okay. This is, this has a purpose to it. Okay. Um, and yeah, one thing that's, I think is important there is like, it shows like the. the <laughs> I said I don't know if I would notice. Then you said. <laughs> it's weird. Then you said, "Oh, you notice," and then you said, oh, "You won't notice that much." <laughs> like you, you would <laughs> make up your goddamn mind, Simmons. You would, Which one is it? You would notice that the sides are missing. Yes, but you wouldn't be distracted. You would not by be distracted it. by okay. this. So yes, what I said was factually correct. Nah, Semantically weird, yes, <laughs> but factually correct. Um, this battle of draw <laughs> but um it evokes the pain of like the difficulty of expressing yourself at that age and it shows characters at points where it's just like they you can see that they want to express something but it just comes out painfully like it's a point where in which like the two brothers which i think is like, the best relationship in the movie like the kid the young kid who is our focus um sunny and like his older brother who's uh played by what's his name here i've seen that kid in a million he's in uh, manchester by uh, by the sea Mm -hmm. uh lucas hedges Mm -hmm. um and he's really good in it too like you kind of want like well i want a movie about the brother what is he doing like what's his life like he seemed like just from the trailers like he had some shit going on yeah i mean like the basic plot of the movie is like you know it's a, a young kid about 12 years old uh his older brother and their mom who's like a single mother like raising both of them in los angeles um it starts off in the summertime where in which like, you know, the kid is just bored at home, has nothing to do really. Um, but just like sees these kids like, you know, skateboarding and like, you know, hanging out at this skate shop. And he just tries his best like to go there, like see what's going on, like fit in. And it starts to happen. Like he just goes there. Like, it's like they're, they're there making jokes and they kind of bring him in and like they ask him a question. Like, so what do you think of this? Like ridiculous you get into question. such deep details. Stop it. But I'm not spoiling the movie here. But I don't want to know every <laughs> single detail. Just top line it, man. Okay. So he goes there. He gets brought into the club. He learns about skateboarding and all that stuff. And you just see him kind of like delve into the hardship of that age. Like he gets into like drinking, gets into like hanging out with girls and Again, all that stuff. Just top line it. Okay. He. You watch his journey with these new kids. Yes. Okay. Um, but outside of that, it was a lot of fun. And yeah, it was directed by Jonah Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, his first feature film, um, and it was good because you didn't know any of the people really. They're all mm-hmm. just unknowns for the most part, uh, except for the main kid. He was like in one thing, but it was the good. kid who plays Sunny. Yeah. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, outside of that, really good movie. He's super cute. Um, little guy, and also a piece of shit sometimes in that movie. I mean, as kids are. Yeah. yeah. But also really good because he he portrayed that very well. Well, it sound I. Watched an interview with Jonah Hill, and he said some of the kids weren't even like actual actors; they're just yeah kids. Two kids were just like they're just skateboarders. Like every every kid in that movie could really do things oh, well cool. on a skateboard, including the kid that doesn't know anything yet. Okay, he's really good, and that's good acting to be able to look like you're bad at that. Mm. Um, but yeah, mid nineties, really good. Cool, it lives up to the hype. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I started to watch. I don't think I will continue because it didn't super interest me. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. Okay, I've heard mixed things on it. I've heard like either very positive or very negative things about that. Um, it has so it has Lucy Davis, the guy who played Balky. Bronson Pinchot. Yes. Okay. I feel like I got excited because I thought that you might be excited about that. <laughs> I feel no positive or negative way that he's there. Cool that he's working. It just made me laugh. I was like, is that Balky? <laughs> um, and then Miranda Otto, who plays Eowyn in Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I recognize that face. Um, it's darker than you think it would be. It seems like it. Yes. Um, someone gets some scissors to the neck, like, within the first couple minutes. I hear that it's hard to place what era the show is happening in. Uh, yeah. Good, excellent point. <laughs> because all the freaking cars are, like, from the 50s. And so I was like, oh, okay, so it's set at that time. And then another character has a freaking laptop. <laughs> and I was like, where, what is happening right now? Um... They, the the way they dress, you can't really place when or where. It, it yeah, it doesn't. I I don't know what their deal with that is. Okay. Um. Uh, so she's sixteen. Um. She has her boyfriend Harvey. Um. And so she has to choose between when you turn sixteen, you choose between either like staying a mortal human or becoming like a full-on witch Mm -hmm. um and so it's her trying to decide that and all the technicalities that come with that Mm -hmm. um her dad was a hardcore higher up witch guy but who married a mortal some people don't like that they want to exact their revenge via her Uh, craziness ensues okay it's so it's okay I think if you like Riverdale or something, you'd probably like it. I don't really care about love between teenagers. Mm-hmm. It's kind of lost on me. Um, but, yeah, it's... I don't know. But I don't really have an opinion, I guess. It's okay. <laughs> it's a thing that exists. It's a thing that exists. Sabrina. <laughs> if you like shows about teenagers, you're probably going to like it. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's a little bit darker, which is kind of cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, Next up for you, sir. I saw Mandy, which is... Crazy as hell. Wait, what is man? How Mandy M A N D Y. Got it. Okay. Uh starring Nicolas Cage. Um Ooh. it is just came out two months ago. It's getting a lot of like good reviews. It's a crazy ass movie where in which he is a man getting revenge for his wife that was murdered by a bunch of traveling hippies. Um traveling hippies. Yeah, hippies that are like Jesus freaks, but like also they have a, a gang of demon bikers that defend them are they actually demons yes okay. yes they are interesting um nicholas they they burn his wife in front of him why um because the leader of these cultists wanted to wanted her and she re- <laughs> she rejected him and so he burned her what a dick um and stabbed nicholas cage inside <gasps> left him for dead um he breaks free and then goes on a rampage he forges an axe <laughs> of course he does. He gets a crossbow from a friend of his. Wait, when is this? It's set in the early eighties. Okay, so he doesn't have to forge the axe. He could just go buy one. 
he's right? a, a metal worker. So oh. he forged an axe. How convenient. Okay. And then he goes on a rampage murdering the demons, the demon biker gang. Um, just, and in the demon biker house, there is like a, he, it, the action's good. It's really well paced and like well done. Um, but at one point after like eviscerating a demon, <laughs> he then takes like a pound of coke and just like stuffs it in his face. Oh, it's like, no. what is happening? <laughs> that was unscripted. It's like so, so crazy. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to say anything else to spoil for anyone that may be interested in, but um, it's visually striking. Like there's some okay. really beautiful colors happening in the movie. It, okay. Um, some really cool shots being done. Um, one more thing, there's an insane chainsaw fight that happens oh, at one point. No. All you have to say was, there's no normal chainsaw fights. They're all going to be insane because it's a chainsaw fight. It actually breaks what you think a chainsaw fight could be because you just think, oh. I don't even know what it would be. <laughs> you think, oh, two guys are chainsaws. Why is this chainsaw double the length of a regular chainsaw? <gasps> I didn't know they made them like that. Um, it was insane. Is this out in theaters? It is in theaters. It oh, is okay. available in theaters. I don't think it's in wide release or anything like that. It's. Uh, I can't imagine why not. <laughs> it is a crazy ass movie. Um, I'm still on the fence of whether or not it was like good or bad. It's interesting as hell. Um, um, is there anyone else in it that we would recognize? Or um, just... Andrea uh, Riseborough uh, oh, okay. is the title character of Mandy, um, and directed by uh, Panos uh, Cosmos. He directed uh, Under the Black Rainbow, which is a, another weird ass movie. He does weird ass movies. Okay, um, but yeah, it's. I would just say see it for the sake of seeing an insane trip. If you were to cat, would it be categorized under categorized under like action? Yes, I would say it's an Sci- action film slash horror. Action horror, it's super graphic. I do not think you would like it at oh, all. There, you should I never would see not this movie. Li- I would not like it on many levels, I think. <laughs> Based on plot yeah. and graphic violence. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I never, I haven't even heard anything about this. It's getting like a lot of buzz. Um, and I think it's worth it because it is striking Like a chainsaw? Out. Like a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Interesting. What else have you been uh, watching? Um, I have also seen. Um, oh, it was so exciting. I really settled into this couch, mm-hmm. and I watched the Meg. Oh, okay. It was great. <laughs> um, it's got Jason Statham, Rain Wilson, the guy from Fear the Walking Dead, who is Australian. Yeah, that guy. I know I he's from New Zealand, actually. New Zealand. Okay, yeah. adorable. Um, it was, I mean, it's not, it's obviously not great, but, of course. <laughs> but it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Okay. I think, um, Jason Statham smiles more in this movie than in all of his movies combined, <laughs> which is great. And it made me happy. Um, what is the plot of this movie? Um, oh, so, uh, there, Rain Wilson is a billionaire who funded this team um because they think the theory is that the mariana marianas Marianas? Marianas. trench Mm -hmm. um is actually not the deepest point in the ocean they think that there's like a layer of hydrogen or something Mm -hmm. that you go down lower um that you can go into it's not the actual floor and so it turns out they're right and they go down and there's a whole new 
environment down there. Just to interrupt you here, I want to believe that Dwight Schrute got super rich off of uh, Schrute Farms <laughs> and then funded this whole experiment because he loves sharks. He's got beat fortune. <laughs> this beat oh, money. Oh, man. But sorry, um, go on. And so, but underneath there, mm-hmm. there's a megalodon. Something that exists from before time was yes. time. Okay. Um, and so, oh, get this. So Ruby Rose is in it. You know what her character's name is? Jax. <laughs> but with two X's. Of course. She's a badass. Of course it has two X's. I think she does something with computers. Mm-hmm. Of course a rogue she hacker. I don't think she's actually a hacker. I think she like designed the facility and stuff. Okay. But I mean she's basically a rogue hacker. Um but with more credentials. Mm-hmm. Um but it was stupid and fun and Exactly what I expected. Okay, that sounds like what it would be from but with all indications. Slightly less terrible dialogue than usual. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't want to spoil. It. <laughs> it was, I'm sure everyone's gonna run out and rent it. Oh, you gotta watch those Meg spoilers, okay? It's the <laughs> year's most beloved movie. And just avoid the internet because it's just chock full of Meg spoilers. <laughs> Um, and other things I've seen, uh, I finished off Daredevil season three. Oh, it nice. was excellent. Uh, still the best season of Marvel TV that exists. Nice. Um, yeah. Everything else that has the Marvel imprint on it that's on TV, uh, should be embarrassed and <laughs> really you should be, they should be embarrassed and like inspired to do better because this is doing the best right now. Um, I don't know if it's just a matter of being comfortable with themselves or having, I feel they have the same amount of like freedom as any of the other shows do, but it's just really good. Um, the cast that they have, the choices that they make for episodes where they're willing to do an episode on one character and just focus on this character as to why they are the way they are and then jump back into the rest of like the, the main plot of the season. And it works. They took chances and they paid off. Um, are they picked up for additional seasons? Oh, know? yeah. they're And if they're not, if they get canceled, oh, they're getting letters from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, my only issue with the season is the, the the last episode, some choices that the main character, Daredevil, makes are just mm. like, well, that's a little antithetical to like, you know, what you've been seeing mm. up to this point. That is frustrating when that happens. But, yeah. okay, you got to end the season somehow. Okay. Um, that being said, one of the best things they introduced in this season was a character uh, named Raina Deem, played by Jay Ali. He's really good. What is the name? Uh, the name of the character? Mm-hmm. Ray Nadim. Okay. Um, played by J. Ali. He's really good. Um, he has this very human aspect to the show. Uh, he plays an FBI agent. Cool. Um, that is tempted, or rather put into a very uncomfortable situation um, that. that he has to work his way out of. Um, and it's, he's such a good anchor point for anyone coming into this, the show. Oh, nice. I think you could start this show on season three personally. Really? You don't have to watch season one or two to get what's going on. I had seen the first, I think I've seen at least the first couple of episodes of season one. That's um, cool. But it was um, more violent than I expected because I didn't really know anything about it going into it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, there's a lot of bone cracklies. I might have to just sit one this guy out and that exists in this season too yeah um that's just the nature of the fight scenes in this show which are really good yeah yeah again oh yeah they were great i was just like oh i don't know if this is for me totally understandable um mont has reached new peaks he <laughs> is really good don't gloss over that i see what you did there <laughs> 
A, be proud of yourself. <laughs> but also B, be ashamed. Um, he's Talk good. about my husband. Like Mafio's awesome in the season. Of course he is. Super intense. What they did with his character insofar as... His talent is as immense as his <laughs> physical body. Which is immense. <laughs> so there's a lot of talent in that big so body. So much. Um, no, he's really good as the Kingpin. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if any of those shows were to be nominated for a thing, I would want it to be this one. Um, has it been... Is he the bad guy for every season? Is Are there any other bad no. guys? No, uh, they do switch up oh. bad guys. He is in the second season, but he is not the main focus the main. necessarily. Okay. Um, that being said, you know that something's happening behind the scenes. Interesting. As far as what he's plotting. I like it. Um, they do a great thing in season two where they set up like, oh, I know who you are, blind lawyer. <gasps> like, you hit me in my face. The last guy that hit me like that was a guy that was masked. And they just build from there. I don't like, know if I would be able to identify someone's punch. They had like an extended fight. And uh-huh. like the way that Kingpin makes a swipe at Daredevil. He uh-huh. dodges as Matt Murdock. He uh-huh. dodges it and then like hits it like with a counter. It's like, ooh, I know that punch. I'll never forget that punch. That's a guy that put me away. Vincent, like, you're I so... I am going to ruin you, blind man. You're so smart. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a really good scene. Brawn and brains, that's enough for you. On that show, they have that character. He's like the smartest man in the room in any room that he's in. Oh, I like it's it. It's like a cool thing about that character. But I might have to watch the show, Jason, just <laughs> to see my man. He's excellent. Um, season three, best thing on Marvel TV that exists right now. Again. Very cool. Um, but yes, what else have you seen? Um, I think we have both seen uh, Fantastic Beasts. Yes, that was the nice thing on my list as well. Let's chat. Okay. Um... I Fantastic Beasts to the Crime of Grindelwald. Yes. Um I was overall well, spoiler alert ahead, just so everyone knows we're gonna Oh yeah, big time spoiler alert going into this. Um I did not like it. There were definitely aspects to it that I enjoyed, one of them being your main man Dan Fogler, Mm -hmm. because he's just so goddamn charming Mm -hmm. and funny and sweet. Um but it was all over the place. It just I felt like it was trying to pack in too many elements mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, hey, look at these characters that we've seen before and also this thing. But we have all these other plots going on. It was just they tried to pack it in too much. Mm-hmm. There is at one point um, uh, Dumbledore is talking to um, Eddie Redmayne mm-hmm. and it literally looked like they were going to con- like continue the conversation and then it just got cut off. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what is happening with this movie? It, I was very frustrated because <laughs> I was so excited for it. And then I was so disappointed. Um, but what were your thoughts? Um, I liked it overall. Um, but I do agree that there are things that they just focus on too many things in the movie. Um, in the first film, we're focusing mainly on Newt and him mm-hmm. getting those beasts back. Mm-hmm. On this, we're jumping around like five different storylines. We have the Lita Lestrange mm-hmm. storyline. We have Newt storyline. We have Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Jake and Queenie. And we have uh, Credence and what's going on with him. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you could focus on pr- almost any one of these things and have the other things be like just side notes to it. But we're kind of spending equal time on all these things that don't need equal time. Yeah. Yeah. The first one was just we got to get these beasts and also this thing going on with Credence. Mm-hmm. And then they come together naturally and like, it makes sense. It's pretty linear, mm-hmm. but yeah, with this one, yeah, those, that was a good breakdown of all those storylines. There's a lot. 
Like in the first one, it's like, hey, I'm just getting these beats back. Like, oh, also, what's going on here? This other thing becomes unfolded mm-hmm. as the plot goes on. While I guess in this one, everything's upfront. Like, you need to investigate this because you're the only person that can. I guess, kind of. Um, but they have someone else go and try to take care of things. But what I liked about the movie, though, was visually it's really pretty. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's so gorgeous. It looks great. Like, yeah. um, they're in Paris for most of the film, and they do a great job of, like, you know, making Paris look like, look like it did in, like, 1930. No, they're in 1928, right? From how you remember it, because you're secretly 400 <laughs> years old? Uh, I live... I'm a Highlander, and I... <laughs> coming out as a highlander right now uh didn't want to do it here but here we go um (laughs) i want to live forever unless you chop off my head i'm sorry i added you (laughs) um no it it looked really cool um set wise and costuming costumes in those movies are always gorgeous yeah i love the old hogwarts costumes um like the the school robes i don't know that i actually even noticed really they're like a blue color they're not black oh man i'm gonna have to go back and look like i was was probably too distracted by jude law if we're gonna be real (laughs) get out of here kids you're blocking my view um jude was charming he was really charming as dumbledore of course he is like very warm very inviting it's like yeah but i want to know where does he make the decision like suits are dumb it's all about robes and matching hats listen when i get old i'm gonna start wearing moves <laughs> and shit too i get it <laughs> as soon as i hit like 70 it's gonna be moo moo town usa <laughs> right here <laughs> fuck that i'm halfway there now i pretty much wear i'm like my pants i was like you know what i'm always wearing pajamas basically when jason comes over i'm gonna put on real pants <laughs> but they're still basically pajamas they're joggers so, like, I get it, Dumbledore, <laughs> but I do love a three-piece suit, and mm, Jude was wearing the shit out of that suit. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, also, I like the beasts a lot more in this movie. Um, um, it made me want to have a cat again. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh. there's, uh, I forgot what it's called. There's a big kind of lion-ish looking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, a lion dragon kind of? Yeah, and its tail is huge and swooshy, mm-hmm. and just the animation of it, and it just looks so beautiful. Yeah. They really did an amazing job, um, and the instead of, I guess, um, at his apartment, instead of the suitcase, he goes down the stairs into his apartment, and it's humongous. Yeah, the extra space of the apartment, like yeah. the different like animal yeah. sanctuaries and whatnot. Um, it was really cool. I thought the water was really cool. I feel like they are maybe getting a little lazy with their creativity in terms of animals because it's just like, mm, we're just going to make a seahorse thing out of seaweed and call <laughs> it a day. <laughs> I get it, guys. You're tired. It's fine. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, it looked amazing. I Even from the trailer, you could tell. So even I was disappointed with it and the writing of it wasn't great. I was still generally entertained by it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was visually pleasing it just wasn't quite what i expected i guess um as yeah i mean where fantastic beast is now is kind of where game of thrones is now no one knows what's going to happen next yeah um and i think i don't know this is me theorizing why people may not have enjoyed fantastic beasts as much this time around is because no one knows what's going to happen like there's no preset expectations other than excitement i guess um, but that's how I felt about the first one. I didn't ha- really have any expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. It just felt like, yes, to me, I like Fantastic Beasts one more than this. Yeah. 
Um, but it it felt like there was a backlash on the internet of like this is terrible. Oh, the second one. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I feel like there's more of that groundswell than anything else about that movie. I because I think because with all those separate plot lines, it seems like the creators didn't know what they wanted me to focus on. So I don't know what you want me to focus on. Mm-hmm. And like the whole little Lestrange thing, like I don't know where they wanted to go with that. It all just kind of felt incomplete. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard that was like an rushed. element from like the cursed child that was like thrown in there, kind of. Um, I read it, but I don't remember. I don't know. I've not read it, but I heard that was like a little thread from that. Oh, um, maybe I'll have to go back and reread it. I I know that people were angry, like, Dumbledore and Grindelwald, they, they were together, right? They were, they were lovers. It's like, well, maybe they weren't. Maybe they just made a blood pack. Maybe they're just friends. Like, I don't know. Oh, no, I think they were supposed to be together, together. Mm-hmm. Either way, like, it's fine. It's yeah. A, and it's just an interesting part of the film, kind of. Yeah. But that also, it's not completely glossed over, but... Only that is a very interesting. I want to know about their friendship. I want to yeah. know how they got to that point when they started splitting off, but they couldn't spend any time on it because they had so, so many much other on. stuff. Also, I don't know why they felt the need to to put so much in one movie. Like I don't we know have either. Five more movies coming. You guys, <laughs> you are a money making machine. It's not like you have to worry about. We're not going to be able to fund the next one. Yeah, like yeah, like it's fine. Really relax. <laughs> Come on. Um, how did you feel about um I when so Queenie joins um like an evil organization that I'm assuming is kind of supposed to be like white supremacy ish? Oh, this is like I was parallel to like, oh these are Nazis. Yes. Like okay. Um it didn't see like I understand the motivation they were giving her in that she and Jacob could not be together because he was a muggle and she is a witch. But given her character and the, how kind and everything, we've established mm-hmm. her character as being incredibly kind and empathetic and blah, blah, blah. It's, even though there's the draw there, it didn't seem to make sense with her character that she would join them. It seems out of left field entirely. It's a, it's a real f- push. Because, uh, like, yes, people have called her like, oh, you're, you're crazy or whatever. And like... Is that enough to make you join this organization? I don't think so. Like, really? It just felt. But have people called her crazy, or did Jacob just get frustrated with her that one time? I think he just got frustrated. And obviously, I don't see her getting made fun of. People seem to kind of be in love with her because she's very pretty and Mm -hmm. very sweet. Like, there's just not enough. Again, if you had built that up more, taken the time to build it up more, then I could and make it make more sense for the character. Okay, fine, take me on that journey. But again. It's just little things here and there, and now all of a sudden she's a fucking neo-Nazi. I did not think that was going to be her fate. Like, I honestly no. thought like, she got separated from the group, kind of. Right. Lost in Paris, right. winds up like in Grindelwald's like you know stronghold. Yeah. I thought like, oh, he's going to like make an example of her or something like that. Like he's going to hold her hostage. I thought there would be something like we got to get Queenie back. Yeah. Um, I totally thought she was going to like not make it to the end of this movie, but it was like, okay, you're. Goose stepping now? All right. What yeah, the hell? I thought I was like, oh, maybe she this she's all of a good, all of a sudden gonna see the real deal with this group, and mm-hmm. she's like, oh my god, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah, but nope, she just goes right in there. I was like, all right. okay, like, okay, oh, uh, odd, odd. 
Um, yeah, there were a lot of things. Yeah, but and again on the good things, like I liked uh, Newt, um, and I forget the other R woman's name. Uh, his main love interest, Queenie's sister. Oh my God, what is her name? Um, oh boy, yep. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Catherine Watterson, I know yes. plays her, but um, I She's just forget so the character's name. Mm-hmm. Um, she was also in mid nineties, Catherine Watterson. Um, oh no way! Yeah, um, as the mom in that movie. I'm looking it up. But um, but yeah, I like their interactions. I like them like kind of like building their relationship back up with each other. Totally. Um, and how they're like awkward teenagers, kind of. Yeah, and because Newt is an extremely awkward person who's like doesn't get people. Yeah. He gets animals, and it's like, oh, I like seeing him like break down and like kind of like become more accustomed to people totally i like the stuff with his brother too um like you know newt like goes on and says like i'm not a hugger but by the end of the film he chooses to embrace his brother yeah. and, like brings him into him it's like oh that's like really nice um and also you have like weird things too with Lila the strange like love triangle with newt and his brother it's like was this weird where's this coming from tina is her name okay um yeah like and you don't get to know his brother well enough. First of all, Theseus got a cute cutie pie named Newt. And you're going with Theseus. <laughs> get out of here. Um, he looks like the most British man ever. <laughs> oh, my God, he does. But if, <laughs> maybe it's just because, I don't know. I So he's supposed to be the older brother. But I felt like his face looked more youthful than Eddie Redmayne. It's not in a bad way toward mm. Eddie Redmayne. It's just like, I think he might be older. This guy's just taller. We're going <laughs> to just make him the older brother. Okay. Mm. Um, but you don't know who... He seems... He's a more buttoned up, very nice guy mm-hmm. who tries to do the right thing. But you don't see enough between him and Lita to understand why she's with him and not with Newt. Because right. again, that could have been just its own like pretty solid plot line. Mm-hmm. But you don't get that. It's just like, yep, she's with him. She liked Newt once, but those times are past now. And mm-hmm. here we go. It just it doesn't make any sense. It's it's tough. Um, Zoe Kravitz was great, though. I really liked her. Yeah, she's really great. Very pretty. Yeah. Um, I, I like the turn that they make there at the end. Um, because given her name of yeah. the strange, you think like, well, we know where this is going. We're waiting. Yep. And it's like, actually, no. <laughs> like, I will stand against Grindelwald. Yeah. Like, all right, cool. Did not expect that. Mm. Sadly, what happens to her happens to her, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Because um, I would have liked to see have seen more from that character. She's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, she she definitely was very interesting and um, had an interesting history, but. Mm-hmm. And it makes you wonder, how do we then get to someone like Bellatrix? Yes. Like, how does that happen? Because I'm sure that they'll drop out something somewhere to let us know. Totally. Um, yeah. I mean, again, like I said, I liked it. But there were things that were just, like, not good about it. I think when it eventually comes back on, like, HBO or it's rentable or something, I'll probably watch it again, mm-hmm. give it a second viewing, because it is a lot to take in. Because um, you're trying to take in all the visuals and follow all these plot lines and mm-hmm. everything. Um, so I think I'll give it a second viewing um, to see if it's now that I kind of know what's going on, it makes it easier to follow or anything. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, and um, Johnny Depp was annoyingly good. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk at all about Johnny Depp in this yeah. movie. He's, he's the main character, kind of. Yeah. One of five, technically speaking. Um, no, Johnny Depp was actually good. I yeah. was a little nervous. Like, oh, is this going to be good? I don't know. I was worried he would overact, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, no, he was good. Um, he's good at being very creepy, mm-hmm. um, being menacing easily. Yeah. Just visually looking at him and also just like the 
the scope of power that he presents where mm-hmm. it's like oh really i am one of th- i'm one of two most the most powerful wizards that it is that are living today yeah clearly super intelligent mm-hmm. um yeah you got a sense of menace when you walked in the room totally and it made me wonder like why the hell are people even scared of Voldemort? like yeah, this guy's fucking terrifying. Like, this guy's an actual terror. Like, Voldemort got beaten by a 12-year-old child three times <laughs> before he even came back, quote, I think unquote. it's a nose situation with Voldemort's <laughs> like, That guy doesn't have a nose. <laughs> Get like, him a prosthetic nose. Different guy. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> Mick Voldemort? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, what's, what about him? It's <laughs> not that scary. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe just feel like, yeah, Voldemort's trash. He didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Probably people listening to this right now, like, how dare you? How dare you even say his name? Voldemort is trash. Listen to that. I mean, it. It. I feel like the stakes do feel higher in these movies for whatever reason. It feels like this is the road to World War Two of the Wizarding yeah. World. <laughs> like how this is where the Wizarding World and the human world intersect in the World War. I guess maybe because in the Harry Potter movies, there are so many people that are good. It's like this whole you know huge. The mm-hmm. majority of people, this community, is going to try to fight back against him. Right. And everybody knows. Whereas Grindelwald is kind of more on the down low. I guess he can, like, he's, like, walking around. Yeah. Nobody's noticing, which I don't understand either. It seems like a big deal. But it just feels like no matter how many people you send at him, good luck trying to stop him. Yeah. Like, uh, he's worth a hundred wizards is what it feels like. Yeah. Um, And... And that being said, he's also, like, doing this cult of personality thing where it's just like, hey, I'm giving you the option here. Like, this is what's going to happen in the future. Right. He's got charisma, Mm -hmm. whereas Voldemort, like, his followers are scared of him. Mm -hmm. But Grindelwald, people are like, yeah, I I like and respect this guy. He's doing the Magneto thing of, like, well, here's another way. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't have to be this way. Like, I'm not saying that, you know, we have to enslave humanity, but, like, we need to take our rightful place. It's just like the people with those powers like have to make, he's offering them a choice where they may not have ever had that before. And I guess that may be appealing to some of them, but like also, yeah, they're, this is just straight up Nazism. (laughs) Guys, let's be reasonable here. Let's not do this. I like that. They managed to make him a very different bad guy from Voldemort. Yes. I think it would have been easy to fall into that trap. Yes. I agree with that. Um, Yeah. I'll be interested to have a second viewing of that. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know that any of my feelings will change necessarily, but maybe it'll be more entertaining. Who knows? It may get like a second life, a shot at life. Like uh, people are now saying like, you know, Chamber of Secrets wasn't all that bad insofar as the Harry Potter movies. I mean, it it did what it had to do in terms of establishing that world and it did a fucking killer job of it. Mm-hmm. Wait, Chamber of Secrets, Sorcerer's Stone. I got those. Chamber of Secrets. Sorry, Chamber of Secrets. I mean, yeah, that one was kind of a throwaway. Goblet of Fire is not a huge fan. I like Goblet of Fire. You know what bothers me about Goblet of Fire? Sorry, I just did that really loud fart noise in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, Daniel Radcliffe's hair in that movie is so goddamn long. <laughs> it annoys the shit out of me. <laughs> I don't like it when boys have long feathered hair, i.e. Carl from Walking Dead. <laughs> And he has long feathered hair in that movie, and it makes me crazy. I thought it was fine. I hate it. <laughs> and it ruined the rest of that movie for me. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, it focuses on, like, awkward teenage love, so I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. 
It's my least favorite of all of them. <laughs> of all the loves. Awkward what's your teenage. What's your favorite Harry Potter movie? Uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay, cool. It's just well crafted, well done with a twist of like, ooh, yeah, how yeah, interesting. It's, it is good. Um, and yeah, it's just, and also, yeah, the, Voldemort isn't at the end of it hmm. as like the villain. It's, of course, it all leads back to him, but he's not the threat to beat this time in a weird version, like in the back of someone's head hmm. or young Voldemort. <laughs> right you know what the back of the head thing's creepy um mine is the half-blood prince kind of tied with order of the phoenix thanks for asking okay i'm glad you do that out there they're both the funniest Mm -hmm. half-blood prince is both super dark but also kind of has some really funny parts um and i think that is the one um where at the end um, Dumbledore and Daniel, not Daniel Radcliffe, but you know, um, he and Harry Potter go to that like creepy island mm-hmm. in the middle of the ocean thing. Oh yeah, I remember and it's that. A, it's just a really cool. Happily Prince is good. It feels like the Departed it. a little bit at points. Never saw it. You should you should see it. Um, I don't care about crime. Forty to fifty year old men with accents running around. Stabbing each other in the back. That is, you just described Fantastic Beasts. Gr- gr- like, Grindelwald and Dumbledore. Or 40, 50 year old men with magic wands that have knives stabbing each other in the They're back. They're probably like 100 year old at that point, first of all. <laughs> Secondly, Jude Law is so handsome. <laughs> Third of all, magic. <laughs> Fourth of all, Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> Fifth, creatures. All right, so bullet points. I, boo! <laughs> I thought you were going to give me a compliment of summing up the Departed so well. <laughs> that... You know what's not in Fantastic Beasts? Mm-hmm. Goddamn Jack Nicholson's putty face. No, it's not. So <laughs> it's we're not. already winning with Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> uh, not, at least he has a nose. We're not talking about Harry Potter. We're talking about Fantastic Beasts. Everyone's got a nose in Fantastic Beasts. Uh, all right. Sorry, Jack Nicholson. That was rude. <laughs> I know you listen. Jack Nicholson, dedicated listener. Oh, so sorry. Sorry, sorry Jackie. Um, all right. But Fantastic Beasts yes. aside, uh, other things yes. uh, that I have seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Finish It's Always Sunny, season 13. Um, the finale was quite good. It was surprisingly didn't focus so hard on comedy. It was more about a character coming to terms with sexuality. It was very interesting and a beautiful modern dance piece at the end. You didn't expect that, did you? No. <laughs> um, yeah, well choreographed. Just really good dancing. Um, I would you can find it on YouTube. I just recommend checking out the dancing alone. Is like, it in celebration of him coming out? Um, yeah, that's and, cool. And like him coming out to his dad, and like his dad, like not being able to accept it is danny devito his dad no, no. uh danny devito is just like a, a dad of two of the guys it was mac right mac yeah okay. um and just he like oh up. we'll take a break very quickly and we will be right back hey there jason here of the observe and report podcast and this week we've got a new sponsor it's the holiday season you know what that means shopping and sometimes there's no one harder to shop for than nerds 
That's right, we're a fickle bunch, but that doesn't mean we don't like nice things. If you're looking for something fun, affordable, and gorgeous for the nerd or pop culture fan in your life, may I suggest motionandlines.com. That's right, at motionandlines.com you'll find beautiful handcrafted prints, posters, and paintings featuring some of your favorite pop culture icons from the worlds of Marvel, DC Comics, Harry Potter, and Doctor Who, just to name a few. Looking to make a big impact but not spend big bucks? Check out motionandlines.com. Now, I can't show you the art in audio form. If I could, well, that would be that would be amazing. But to see it for yourself, head on over to motionandlines.com. Thanks, and back to the show. All right, and we are back. Cool. Thanks for waiting. Um, you probably listened to a really sweet ad there. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, but back on the things that we've been watching, yes. uh, what else have you seen? Um, I watched the, I think the entire, pretty much the entire first season of Justified. Okay. Um, thank you, Tom, for recommending that I watch it mm-hmm. um, multiple times over. <laughs> I'm really trying to sell me hard on it. Um, it's Timothy Oliphant just swaggering around. Oh, okay. Being handsome. Just had to make sure it's Timothy Oliphant, right? Yes. It's not, not Josh Dumel. No, they are very different men. Are you sure it's not just one guy moving really fast to look like two people? Putting on like different wigs. Yeah. One's just like slightly longer <laughs> hair than the other. No. They're two completely different people. I don't even know what Josh Dumel does these days. <laughs> um, how do you bounce back from Las Vegas? Transformers movies. Oh, boy. He's rich forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Have you seen it at all? Uh, I've, I, you know what? I've only seen, like season trailers for justified and i was oh, okay. like whoa this show looks this show looks serious gotcha um so i don't know much about it really so top line um timothy oliphant's character um is a u.s marshal okay he is in um where is he los angeles oh my god my memory he's in like a, a city but then he does something and as a punishment, gets sent back to Kentucky, where he grew up. Oh, okay. He's like, I do not want you to go back there. They're like, too bad. You messed up. So okay. Jump, popped over there. Um, and um, so he runs into people from his past. Uh, Walton Goggins is one of the main characters. Now, is he an antagonist or is he his buddy? They used to be friends. Okay. But now he's an antagonist. Interesting. Okay. But like, he, and... The, they're not as many stereotypes as much as you'd expect because, like, there are some, like, kind of dumb, quote, like, hick type guys. Mm-hmm. But Walton Goggins, he might appear that way on the surface, but you quickly learn that he's actually super smart. Okay. Um, and manipulative and interesting. Um, and so he's one of the main bad guys. They're varying... He's not in necessarily like every episode, mm-hmm. um, but you know there's something going on in the background there. Okay, um, and so yeah, it's somewhat like every episode is kind of like monster of the day, like case of the day kind mm-hmm. of thing. But there's also a through line. Okay, that's good. Um, uh, also, Timothy Oliphant's um, dad um, 
was a criminal. So oh, she's a criminal. So okay. he's got that to contend with. He has an ex-wife, mm-hmm. but he also has this girlfriend kind of. He's got a lot of business in Kentucky. Jesus. I mean, he's a popular fella. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's really good. It's the best. I think it might be the best first episode of television I've ever seen. Oh, wow. That's high um, praise. Indeed it is, sir. Okay. Um, by like three quarters of the way through it, I was like, oh, wait, yeah, this is the first episode. And I was totally in it. Mm-hmm. I got a feel for all the characters. So you're on board. It feels as if you're like in the middle of a season. Okay. And you totally know those characters. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's just, it's really great. I put, I watched way too much of it way too <laughs> fast. Um, so I got slowed down a little bit, um, but I will totally finish out that show. It's really good. For some reason, that runs contemporary in my mind with like uh, Sons of Anarchy. Which totally was, does. It was yeah. on FX at the same time. Yes. I, I want to think they have a similar kind of feel to them, but I I want to think that Justified is like a little tighter, maybe. Uh, I agree. Less characters. like There are a decent number of characters, but I'm guessing that the writing is much better. I would maybe, yeah. Um, I think it has probably the same... Maybe the same like color palette mm-hmm. type of deal, um, yeah. Probably the same general. I'm guessing the same general tone from what I've seen of like commercials and stuff for mm-hmm. Sons of Anarchy, um, but um, I think Timothy Oliphant, aside from his handsomeness, is also just a very charismatic guy and a very charismatic character. Okay, um, who can very much be a dick. Um, but you're always kind of on his side. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's really good. I would recommend it. Okay. I'll probably check that out. Yeah. If it's, is it on Amazon Prime or not? Oh, uh, yep. Okay. Free. All right. Um, some other things I've checked out. Um, buh, 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 buh. I, <laughs> okay. So this we call the after party on Netflix. It's pretty good. <laughs> Um, I feel like you're coming in defensive. It's, it's really more. It's because it's not. It's not made for me. I don't think. It's your really voice more... went up to an octave that I've not heard before. <laughs> with that, it's it's, it's uh, interesting. No, it's like a teen movie about a guy that wants to be a rapper. Um, Is his, there anyone in it who's yeah, recognizable? Yeah, um, a lot of hip hop artists from various points in time, from now and like the, the nineties or whatever. So my lack of for <laughs> considering my lack of knowledge of music, there would probably be no one that I would recognize. Blair Underwood is also there. Ooh, he's really funny. He's a handsome fella. Uh, he plays with the main character's dad. Okay. Uh, he wants to ship his kid off to uh, the military. Don't we all? Um, and the kid's kind of okay with it, but his best friend, who's also his manager, uh, the kid's a rapper, the main character's okay. a rapper, uh, his best friend's his manager, is just like, no, I can get you a record deal, just give me one night, and I swear <laughs> to God I can do it. And the, that, that kid's super annoying. <laughs> and everyone makes mention of that throughout the film, like, you're so annoying. He's, <laughs> he's doing a good job of being annoying. Um, but that being said, it's about their wild night of trying to get a record deal. Okay. Um, and the adventures that they have. How therein. old are they supposed to be? Um, these kids are supposed to be like 18. They look about 26. How would they, why would they be going off to military school if they're 18? Oh, no. Um, so they just graduated from high school. Mm-hmm. Um, the main kid, his dad was in the military. He was a Marine. Oh, he wants to go to like West Point or something. Yeah. Like he's oh. going to Paris Island to be a real like Marine, not oh. like in military school. I gotcha. His okay. best friend who's his manager is going off to like Harvard oh. or something like that. Oh, so shit. two very different worlds. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, like that being said, it's fine. It's not great totally fine if i had to give it the next the netflix star rating when they used to have the star rating <laughs> i'd give it three stars like i liked it like not in love with it at okay. all 
Um, what made you watch it? Just because, like, oh, the trailer was really good for it, actually. Okay. They had on Netflix. Um, it was a lot of hip-hop artists that like, I grew up watching. Like, oh, cool. Is that Jadakus as, like, a train conductor? Interesting. I haven't heard that name in a very long time. <laughs> okay. Holy moly. Okay. So, like, I see some names were, like, <laughs> ring true. <laughs> I was like, what? Get out of here. <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, yeah. And it was it was just fun. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I have nothing to say other than it's fun. Watch it if you want to. Uh, some really good music throughout the movie. If you like music, if you like hip hop, watch it. Cool. Um, yeah. Anything else you? Yes. Watched, taken in. Um, I watched. I think the first. Oh no! I watched the whole thing. Oh, that's so sad. I need a life. Um, I watched all of Killing Eve. There's only one season. Killing Eve. Yes. What is that? It is on. BBC America. That would explain things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've seen, up to this point, I've seen a billion commercials for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got two recommendations from two different people to watch it. Okay. Um, it's got Sandra O oh and um, this other lady whose name I don't know, but she's phenomenal. Um, so Sandra O, oh, it's based in London. Mm-hmm. Um, Sandra O. Oh, works for the government mm-hmm. um how do i explain this um she gets fired for being too and th- there's this there's a there's an assassin let me oh, start over okay there's an assassin <laughs> sorry that changes everything <laughs> <laughs> so there's this lady and like she's like putzing around or whatever <laughs> that i mentioned is an assassin not important <laughs> anyway no leave that <laughs> so sandra o works for she ends up working for like uh the english like spy like mi6 okay um investigating this assassin um the assassin you're you're seeing both of them um the assassin is like a mid-20s woman Mm um who just kind of gets assignments to kill these random people Mm -hmm. you don't know who's giving her the assignments um but the way she kills them all is it's always different and kind of interesting um and the actress is fantastic you don't really know like she's incredibly intelligent um you don't know she's obviously crazy and a psychopath but you can't quite tell, like, how much she realizes she's a psychopath. And, okay. like, is she capable of feeling certain things? Um, you can't tell when she's acting and when she's not. Like, okay. her character, when her character's acting mm-hmm. and when she's not. Most of the time, you can, but she just does a very good job of playing it right on the line. Just walking that line down the middle. Um, okay. She also has to do a billion accents and speak a billion languages. And she's really, not that I know what those accents really should necessarily sound like, but mm-hmm. they sound good to me. Okay. Um, and, uh, and it's, she finds out, I don't think it's spoiling anything. She finds out that she is being investigated by Sandra O. Oh, mm-hmm. And so they start kind of weaving in and out of each other's lives. Okay. Um, and it's just really fun. I don't know. It feels yeah. very cat and mouse. It feels very serious and grim. Um, Sandra O oh is actually really funny. Um, actually, is it. Sand- I like Sandra O oh a lot. She always Me feels too. like 
your mom's best friend. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's kind of funny and sassy. She's uh-huh. like, uh, um, maybe has too much going on. But yes, she, like, but she I've gets never... it together. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, she's very much like that here, um, and you really root for her, and you find your at least like I don't necessarily root for the assassin. Her she goes by Villanelle, but that's yeah. a silly name. Villanelle? Yes. I mean, it's like supposed to be like French or whatever. Okay. Um, but you're always, if you're not rooting for her, you're always just really interested in what she's doing. Okay. Um, and who she actually is. Um, so, yeah, I would highly recommend it. Okay. It's really, it is very kind of mousy. Killing Eve. Killing Eve. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Sandra O's character's name is Eve. Oh, okay. So for some reason, I just thought that was the assassin's name. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's only one season. It was like eight or ten episodes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, easy to catch up on. Um, but, but I will talk very briefly about this uh, as I had many months ago. Mm. Um, started watching the most recent season of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's again fun well animated and weird is this a new season a new season or is the same season a uh, new season uh okay. each season involves an entirely new cast right. of characters what is the season's plot this season is about a kid who wants to become the top gangster in naples italy in order to <laughs> save his city okay um because he sees the city being overrun with drugs and crime and he feels that if i'm at the, at the top of this mm-hmm. maybe i can control this and actually help people Interesting. So, using bad things to for a noble goal. How old is this person? The, the main character is supposed to be like fifteen. <laughs> it's ridiculous <laughs> in that aspect of things. Okay. Um, and yeah, of course, it's like everyone has an ability, like a superpower or something Love like that. It. His is to turn inanimate objects into living things. That's pretty cool. A main thing of the show is like, okay, this character has this very odd ability. How can they use that to win a battle or a fight? Like, it sounds cool, but now that I'm thinking about it, like, how do you utilize that? And that's the joy of the show. Finding like, whoa, that's a cool way to do that. Can you give me an example? Because I'm interested. Um, Okay, so... (laughs) I'm not going to watch it, so... (laughs) In a previous season, a character had the ability to, like, let's say, uh, fix anything. No, I want an example. Oh, of how this like, guy. Yeah. Oh, so it's like, hmm. All right, I need to stop this person from like fighting me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to turn like his shoes into like snakes, and like that's <laughs> gonna, like, or like uh, the buttons on his clothes into like you know poisonous bees or something like oh, that. Oh God. So it's like, hey, this is an inanimate object. I can turn into a living thing, almost any living thing. I want to turn this into a very dangerous thing. Creating to a ton you. of distractions. Yes. Like, <laughs> I want to turn, like, hey, I need to find this person. All I have is, like, their wristwatch. If I turn into a frog and follow the frog, this thing can, like, get back to the person mm. and attach itself back to them. So, like, I want to use that ability. So it's like, oh, that's an interesting way to use that power. Not going to lie. I'm pretty much just uh, envisioning Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, he just makes something into a teacup or whatever, you know. Oh, the reverse. The, 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 the object is not alive right but like it turns into like a living kind of creature i guess sort of it's the end of beauty and the beast uh, yeah, a little bit of beauty and the beastie just let you're, me have beauty and the beast <laughs> yes <laughs> um but yeah that's There's a wardrobe running around town <laughs> mrs potts who has way too many children what's up with that <laughs> where's their father what have you been up to <laughs> you got like 40 kids 
Um, in Too the, much China in those drawers, man. In the remake of Beauty and the Beast, they mm. had Belle's dad get together with Mrs. Potts, I believe. What? Yeah. I watched that movie. I don't remember that. I believe that was a thing where... Uh, Just like at the end or something? Kevin Klein, yeah. I was like, there with Mrs. Potts. Aww. Which is nice. But also, you're now the father of many children. Yeah. <laughs> you are a stepdad to like 40, man. But I think in like the remake... You better start inventing some shit quick. Otherwise, y'all are going to be out on the streets. But I think the remake had it where he o- she only had Chip. Oh. Yeah. How convenient. <laughs> There's a yard sale. See ya, kids. <laughs> um, but anything else? Speaking of Disney, the mm-hmm. Lion King trailer. Yes. We both watched it. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? I have a lot of feelings. Uh, most of them <laughs> negative. <Same. laughs> uh, I, I've talked to many people about this, and I've been on record saying that I do not care for the Disney remakes. Um, I don't. Th- they are cash grabs. I mean. Oh, totally. Um, and if anything. But again. The other thing I have come to terms with is that, oh, these aren't for me. Like, True. Yes. These are things that are not being made for me, and I don't have to like in, indulge in that, and that's fine. Like these are being made for people that are much younger than me that mm-hmm. have never seen the original right. properties before, maybe. Um, and yeah, that's cool. Um, but for me, I have the originals, so right. it doesn't dilute the thing that I like already. So what? Like, yeah, that exists. This thing can exist too, separately from that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like the whole Ghostbusters and new Ghostbusters argument Absolutely. a little bit. Yep. Um, but that being said, yeah, I don't know. I I like the 1994 animated version more. Well, two things. One, um, part like you can do so much more sometimes in this situation mm-hmm. with animation than you can with like live action yeah, looking things. Absolutely. Like I. And other people, I thought this, and then I saw other people write it on the internet, and I felt better. I'm like, I don't want to see a real looking Mufasa die. I don't yeah. need that in my life. That's horrifying. That is true. Um, and like part of like the charm and magic of those original ones is because of the animation. Yeah, it's we got to be and, fantastical. Yeah, and like very innocent looking, which mm-hmm. you lose all that innocence when it looks more real. Like, I don't understand the necessity for hyper-realism in this situation. I don't either. Like, I mean, I understand that choice is an artistic style, but it feels like it's devoid of any artistic style. Especially when it's, at least from the trailer that they've released so far, it's a shot-for-shot almost remake yeah. of the opening. And that's another problem So, I like, have. what's the fuck is the point of that? With you know what I don't want to see? A baboon dangling a goddamn baby lion cub <laughs> over the edge of a precipice. That's very disturbing. God help me when they start talking. I don't want to hear it. It's terrifying. And they have an amazing cast of voices there. Oh my god, it's the best. Like, Put those people just in a movie. I want to see those people in a movie. You got Donald Glover, Beyonce, um, Seth Rogen. If you embarrass Beyonce in front of the world with this weird ass movie. I mean, Beyonce's embarrassed herself with movies before. <laughs> Let's not forget Awesome Powers 3 Gold Member. Because I haven't. I said the movie was trash when it first came out. I think we all agreed as a nation to just forget about that. <laughs> Everyone gets one, I guess, you know? Yeah. She's allowed that one mistake. That's why. It's like Fight Club. We don't talk about it. We just forget about it. <laughs> just let her forget. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's one thing that Aaron can do about these movies. They do shot for shot remakes and like we're doing all the same songs over again. It's like, are they really? There's been no, I mean, there's been no announcement of any new songs being made for it. And like usually in the remakes that have happened since. I think Beauty and the Beast got two new songs. But generally speaking, if there was music, it's either not there 
or it's the exact same song again. Yeah. With like a slightly different arrangement or something. Yeah. And just new voice, new people singing it, of course. Oh, boy. Um, but I, again, again, I have to come to terms with the fact that this is okay. It can exist and not affect me. <laughs> True. I 100% agree with mm-hmm. everything you said. I will say it in terms of it being a children's movie. Mm-hmm. I think if I I was disturbed as a child, I don't think I could have uh, said it. Mm-hmm. But I was disturbed when Mufasa died, mm-hmm. and it was genuinely heartbreaking. If I'm a child, am I? And I'm seeing the live action version of that. I think it would really scare me. It's this weird that yes, I agree with you, and I feel like in the making of the Disney films into like live action things. It's this weird justification of like, oh, well, it doesn't matter until it's real. Like, until it's like you actually have like real actors in this thing or it's like in a real setting. It's like, why can't an animated thing be good enough to stand on its own? Yeah. Like, why can't that be an enjoyable, finite, real experience in itself? Why does it need to be, why do we have to get a version of it where like, oh, here's the interpretation of the real actors? Like, I think all the emotions attached to it will be the same and are there even with the animated one. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though at first I was like, yeah, I 100% agree that this is not for us, it's for kids. But a large part of me, <laughs> thinking about it, like, I think a large part of it is for us. And I think they're really relying on our kind of millennial generation to go out and see it because we do have the attachment to the originals. I think it and, may be more for us than for kids. And also, we're starting to have kids now. Oh. We are in that, that oh, age no. range of the people with like, hey, y'all got money, right? Oh, you have shit. kids too, don't you? You remember this from when you were a kid? Bring your kids to this. Joke's on you, Disney. I'm alone as fuck. <laughs> no babies <laughs> for me. <laughs> like, I, I do think that is like part That's of the That's a really good point. I forgot about the fact that some people are really adults. <laughs> right. And like to us, it, it wasn't that long ago, but by their standards, it's 24 years ago. Oh, God. The movie came out 25, 2023 20, oh, or something like God. that. Um, so yeah, that's a significant amount of time in the eyes of a company that's like looking to make more money. But totally. also, it's weird because it's Disney, and like you already have all the money, you've won forever at and everything. Like, and like their remake of the Jungle Book, did that do particularly well? It did. What well. that's the thing; these movies do incredibly well every time. And I guess yeah, Beauty and the Beast knocked it out of the park in terms of money. They made even tons though it wasn't of money. great. Like they they always make a lot of money. Um, so yeah, I guess. And Jungle Book, I don't believe had any musical performances. They had musical cues and moments, but I don't believe they had any full like musical performances yeah, because I the idea was the we got to ground it. Gotta closest real. one was the one sung by Baloo. I think Bare Necessities, right? Yeah. That was about it. They didn't do anything else. But because I, I have not seen it, yeah, I just know they didn't do any real I music. Totally did see it. Um, okay. I don't. I think that was the only kind of musical thing. I don't know that it... I can't remember if it was like a full musical number, if it was just kind of them kind of singing sing down the river or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but yeah, it that was a weird movie too. At one point, they're like... Was it... What's the bad... There's like but, a giant orangutan or something. It just okay, gets Louis. A, it gets like really big. Mm-hmm. And if we're basing this in reality, there are no orangutans that big in the wild. So I don't know what's why he's able to smash a building. <laughs> oh what is God. happening right now? Yeah, it was not. It was not good. <laughs> but I mean, I guess in that respect, if they're taking the music out of it, that is doing something different than the original formula. But at the same time, like I don't know, you lose the spirit of a musical by taking out the music. Yeah, and that was again part of that 
movie was the charm was the music. Like, yeah. Like, um, it's a very jazzy soundtrack, that entire yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to come out, and it's going to be a fervor. Like, people are going to run to theaters to see this Ugh. thing, I'm sure. Um, and you think... but and Lion King as a property is already so weirdly diluted. Like, there's The Lion King 2, The Lion King 1 and a half. There's, like, the, the Timon and Pumbaa TV series that occurred. There's, like, The Lion Guard... Like that's a show What's on that? Disney right now. Oh, like there's your a lot knowledge of... of the Lion King <laughs> collection is vast, Jason. There's a and again, there's a lot of it. There's so much of it, and I, I... did see <laughs> Lion King Two Simba's Pride. <laughs> it wasn't great. I'm glad I remember the subtitle of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think they're in a place in a successful place because in the early 2000s, Disney was making sequels to all of its. Uh, animated properties yeah they're like straight to video straight shit. to video yeah. stuff and then i believe it was i forget who came in charge um of disney um that said like oh we're not doing that anymore that's over the thing about that is like the older i get and the more i meet people who are parents like that makes sense parents don't want to have to watch the same thing over and over so mm-hmm. just at least give them other stuff to show right. the kids and mm-hmm. that was before streaming and all that yeah. stuff so yeah that totally makes sense that you would just poop out a bunch of random sequels sure mm-hmm. why not um but yeah i i i'm curious i want to see more same i'll still see it mm-hmm. eventually yeah i mean i guess because i i do have like a lot of love for the original lion king oh yeah it was one of my faves so it just makes me wonder like what will this actually be like so we'll see um yeah and in other things that i've yes. seen um I wound up watching, I'll talk very quickly about it, uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs on oh, Netflix. Yeah, how was it? It's weird, but good. Okay. Um, I really enjoy the Coen Brothers as directors. Uh, they wrote, directed, produced all of it. What is it about again? It is six different shorts. Oh, okay. Like, all together as one, like, anthology film. Okay. Um, it's like you, it, There's one about, like, a singing cowboy, like, in the Roy Rogers style, whatever. Like, he's talking directly to the camera. But suffers a violent end, oh, really no. violent, and like he's still singing as he is as his spirit floats out of his body, and like a new guy takes his place. Jason, like, it's trust me. There's so much more to this movie. Okay, this is not a spoiler. Um, there's a story about a young woman uh, on the trail, and like her brother dies, and what's life like now? Okay. Um, another story, and one story that's very creepy about just people in a carriage on the way to a hotel. Okay. And you're, you're left wondering, what is actually happening here? Mm, interesting. Um, They'll sound pretty compelling. Yeah. It's it's a well-made movie. It's very pretty. Like, the shots of everything are very beautiful. Like the it, landscapes yeah. are amazing. The colors are wonderful. They do a lot of cool things with color saturation and desaturation. Um, and the one I was talking about in the carriage, the palettes they move through are very cool. Okay. Like, if you look away from the screen for a minute and turn back, it's like, why is everything green now? Mm. Like, it's it's very it's very well done. Where are they set in the West? It's like, set in the West. I feel like the West is really making a comeback. It's, uh, for me at least, between, like, Red Dead Redemption 2 and this, it's like, I'm very entrenched in the West right now for some reason. I, for, like, the last couple of years, like, the, um, well, what was the one with the ladies in the West? Um... That was supposed to be a feminist thing, but, it, oh, godless. Yeah. I just, um, it seems like a, things more and more often now. 
it's are set in the West for some reason. It's making a little bit of a comeback. I don't. It's American mythology, kind of. Yeah. When you think about the period of what we consider to be the Old West, it's mm. like twenty years, <laughs> and for Hollywood in the time that they were making films and movies and whatnot, it was just easy to make. Mm. You had space. You had the the costumes for it. Like it's just that's a simple thing to make that people really enjoy. Um, and I think that really got burned into the American consciousness in like the 20th century. Hmm. Um, and it's just, yeah, people will go back to what they know as kids, the people that are directing things now. Um, I feel as if as we get older, you'll see less Westerns. Oh yeah. Um, I hadn't, I mean, really up till now, I hadn't seen many at all. So all of a sudden it just feels like in the last couple of years, I've mm-hmm. seen a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of surprising. Yeah. I mean, there are more of them than we think every it year. It might just be because I watch Cowboys vs. Aliens. <laughs> it's in, it's, it's in on brain. the brain. Um, anything else? Uh, yes. I saw Creed 2 last night. Oh, yeah. Um, it was really good. I like Creed 1 more. Okay. Um, and of course, like any good Rocky movie, the best parts are not the fighting. Mm. It's all the other stuff in between. Like the stuff that he's dealing with with his girlfriend who he proposes to. And the, the proposal it was very funny of uh, Michael B. Jordan proposing to Tessa Thompson and like him talking to Sylvester Stallone beforehand, like, what do I do? Mm. <laughs> and like the nervousness that he has, and like he just like won a fight before that. And just like Sylvester Stallone kind of coaching him, just being like, dude, just say it from just speak from your heart. Like it's easy. Like it's just their all their chemistry is very good. Um, it feels like these are people that like are friends and like know each other and really do care about each other. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the plot, of course, uh, following Rocky Four, where in which Creed's father Apollo Creed dies, uh, the son of the man that killed him now wants to fight uh, Adonis Creed, uh, and this is all the build to that. Um, it's it's fun they they have cool montages like any good rocky or creed movie um did you tear up during this one there were points where i wanted to certainly like they were a little bit like balled up like yeah that's that that's a good stuff right there <laughs> um where like rocky goes to talk to his uh his dead wife and like his oh, that dead best friend a, oh that'll get me every time um they did that in the first one too yeah they oh did. sly he got me and Sylvester Stallone doing a great job again as well. Um, Michael B. Jordan being excellent. And Tessa, like so the three great. mains, Michael B. Jordan, Tessa Thompson, um, and Sylvester Stallone, the three main uh, characters, and mm. they are all excellent. Um, I, Felicia Rashad is in it as uh, right, his right, mother. Right. And for me, she's like on the Mount Rushmore of like TV moms. Oh, totally. I'm just like, she is excellent. And a big theme of this movie, um, without like giving anything away, is a lot of personal responsibility. Mm. Like, like they say like oh you gotta like you know no one made you do this right is a, a theme that comes up a lot like mm-hmm. no one told you to do this this is all on you mm-hmm. how do you want to play it and it's just like oh you don't hear that enough i think sometimes it's just i don't know movies have the power to reflect things upon you and it's like yeah you sometimes need to hear that like yes the choices that, the choices that brought you here to this moment sometimes are all yours mm. like there's little outside influence on that you're presented with the situation how do you want to approach it and it was like, oh, it's very cool that people keep putting that onto him. Um, but yeah, it's a cool looking movie. There are weird points of CG because that's just the nature of it. Um, oh, really? Where they're in stadiums and like you, you can tell oh, the okay. crowd around them is CG and gotcha. whatnot. Um, and while I do say like the best parts of those movies for me are not the fight scenes, mm-hmm. the fight scenes are amazing in this. You really get into it mm. to the point where the, the theater was like, 
chanting and like and like cheering like it was a boxing match. It sounds like it was a good uh, audience. It was a good audience, yeah, and like people were like definitely invested nice. in it. Um, the music was good, but not as good as Creed One. I feel like music really played a big role in that movie for me. Um, and the first Creed is a, a lot about Philadelphia, and this one has no point of like you know representation like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it it happens between like L.A. the the Ukraine. And uh, Philadelphia. Oh, the classic big three. <laughs> you know how Ukraine gets down. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that being said, I enjoyed it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, a couple more things. Mm-hmm. I saw, I watched, of course, it was inevitable, The Outlaw King. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Pine time. What happened? Gotta see that Christmas tree. Um <laughs> I learned something about myself mm-hmm. while watching this movie. Okay, what was the what was the reflection that you got? I don't care about medieval battles. Okay, they're all the goddamn same. <laughs> they're all the same. They're muddy. Mm-hmm. It's just swords hitting each other, and you're not actually not that I want to, but like you're not really seeing much because they're just guys on horses just whipping around do you they have the same feeling long, i don't care you have the same feeling for things like game of thrones yeah no i don't care about them okay i mean sometimes their battles are i don't the tactics in like the like in this one they like kind of dig like a secret trench thingy mm-hmm. that you won't necessarily see like that's cool mm-hmm. um and sometimes they'll do clever things in like games of game of thrones or whatever mm-hmm. or like the battle of the bastards mm-hmm. that was a little more interesting but in general like i don't care about battles okay medieval ones in particular um that being said um the haircuts are hilarious <laughs> i think they genuinely strive for authenticity of the time of interesting the time okay between the outfits and the haircuts they weren't going for like a knight's tale where everyone's like you know modernly coiffed right Heath Ledger (laughs) looking amazing (laughs) the haircuts are stupendous and terrible (laughs) um and again like those movies where the people the royals are dressed like really amazing and Mm -hmm. just elegant and not so much people are pretty much regular just potato sacks yeah just muddy (laughs) potato sacks everywhere um Yeah, it was just a really well-funded, typical medieval movie. Like, it wasn't, there wasn't anything really special about it, aside from Chris Pine's penis, which you will see for, like, a millisecond. (laughs) And I paused it and really took a good look, and you can barely see anything. Enhance. It's, (laughs) if I had CSI technology and I could blow it up like a license plate, I would. I got nothing, Jason. There's, for a second, I was mad. Ugh, building it up, building it up. <laughs> that being said, it looks like a pretty solid sitch. Because <laughs> I'm sure it was not warm wherever he was, and he had to pop out of the water. <laughs> so, like, congratulations, Chris Pine. <laughs> um, Aaron Taylor Johnson's in it, mm-hmm. and he plays... You know how in these medieval movies, whenever there's, like, a gaggle of guys, mm-hmm. there's always one who's, like super stoked about fighting like uh-huh. extra super stoked and they're like a little bit crazy mm-hmm. he's that guy interesting okay but he's like extra crazy okay like 
drooling from the mouth crazy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he really went for it. I think he was really enjoying himself. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, the plot being that uh, I really learned some English slash UK history. Uh, Scottish William Wallace. Mm-hmm. Hey, boo, England. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they lost. Mm-hmm. And so... England was like, we're in charge now. You're going to be loyal to us. So the Scottish guys were like, you know what? Fine. Mm-hmm. But then five minutes later, they were like, you know what? No, screw you guys. <laughs> Actually, we're going to rebel again. Okay. And so um, Chris Pine's character is a guy who uh, would be the king, and he crowns himself kind of the king of Scotland. King of the though, North. Yes. Even though technically the English king is their king. Right. Uh, yeah. He's playing they, uh, Robert the Bruce, right? Yep. Bobby the Bruce. And then they just battle and battle and battle. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Clash, clash, clash. Clash, clash, clash. Pond, penis, clash, clash, clash. <laughs> Yay. We won. Done. Okay. I mean, I don't know. There's nothing about it that particularly excited me. Me neither. That's and... why it's taken me so long to get there, <laughs> despite the allure of this mystery penis. <laughs> Um. I, yeah, I've not seen it. I don't think I will see it. Maybe it's not worth it. Mm, okay, I'm just gonna tell you right now. <laughs> um, I will say the girl. Excuse me, the woman in it who plays Chris Pine's wife. Um, she's also the main, the lead woman in that. Um, is it AMC or BBC America? Uh, that show, Little Drummer Girl. That sounds like BBC America. Yes, she is leading that also, but I did not recognize her because she has brown hair in this one. Okay. I mean, that ha- she was a perfectly fine actress. <laughs> okay. That happens to me sometimes with people change hair color. It's like, oh, who is this person? You They're really good. Give her brown hair and a potato sack. She looks like a completely different <laughs> person. Um, um, outside of that, um, the last thing I've, I've seen is what you had me watch. Oh, I have one more thing. Okay, go ahead. Uh, last night, I also finally watched Skyscraper. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> Um. <laughs> the look on your face is one of like I had an experience time has passed and now <laughs> I have to talk about this thing I watched pretty it's much just that sums it up <laughs> um, so The Rock plays a guy who's with the FBI there's an incident uh, as seen in the trailers he is missing part of one of his legs from uh, just below the knee mm-hmm um, he is hired. One of his friends, played by Pablo Schreiber, mm-hmm. gets hired to uh, helps him get hired to um, analyze the security for the largest building in the world, which is in Hong Kong now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are bad guys. The Pearl, they call the it. The Pearl, yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, it's so dumb. Uh, and then things go awry because they're bad guys. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Rock's family is staying in in the pearl. In the pearl. From well, what the is... pearl is really just a portion of it, but yeah, they're in the building, mm-hmm. and so he has to go and get them out. It it seems like the film uh, is a pretty generic action movie it insofar as its plot. Is. Yep. Um, I know it costs a ton to make, but it also made a lot of money outside of the U.S. Yes, it did. It um, only made, the, I was reading about it, because um, I remember talking about it with you. I think it only made like $75 million in the U.S., mm-hmm. but then it made got gobs of money overseas, mm-hmm. which makes sense, because 
Um, it's partially funded. It's all. It's pretty much the entire thing is in Hong Kong. Okay. Um, it's in, it was interesting to see um, the white guys be the bad guys. Okay. Um, and despite the fact that it is based <laughs> in Hong Kong, there are very few actual Asian characters. Mm-hmm. It's the guy who built the pearl, and like you know the equivalent of like their fbi or whatever Mm -hmm. but he's barely in it it's basically just the guy who built the pearl it's really kind of the only real asian character in it Mm -hmm. despite the fact that it's based in asia everyone else is pretty much white except for obviously the rock okay so i was just like really guys you couldn't (laughs) incorporate a couple more asian people in there interesting but sure but it is interesting to actually see White guys, that's the bad guys. Okay. Asian people are pretty much neutral. All right. Um, it sounds in its plot very diehardy. Um, oh yeah, totally. Like when the the bad yeah, guys, you were, can see the influence there too. Were the bad guys European or American? Um, European. Okay, it feels like yeah, definite shades of diehard there. I mean, he doesn't really have much of an accent. Mm-hmm. I think he was probably played by an American guy or something. Okay. Um, and also, not a lot of names in the movie, really, outside of, like, The Rock and Nev Campbell, right? And Nev Campbell was great, mm-hmm. and I did appreciate that her character was not, like, a helpless person. Mm-hmm. She herself was, like, a Marine her, or something yeah, like that, Yeah, she was, right? like, a Navy doctor. Okay. Did, like, a couple tours. They say, like, she did, like, three tours in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Um, she's super smart. The kids are super cute, and she is helping the kids get out of there, and, like, what she does is really smart. He, but obviously she, of course, wants to get to her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does help her, but she also helps save herself, which was nice to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's ultimately the hero at the end. Everyone's cheering and stuff for him. Okay. Yeah, it was just real kind of basic, and I can see why no one wanted to see it. Because <laughs> usually, at least, there's something. There's some pizzazz with the rock. There's some California's falling apart. Who do we call the rock? Boom. There's a giant ape on the loose. Who do we call the rock? Like this is just basically a building's this, on fire. The building's on fire. And guys, they're, guys they're, need me. They're bad guys. That's it. <laughs> like it's really. Oof. Okay. So yeah, that explains my the look on my face when I told you that I'd watch it. <laughs> Anywho, um, yes, your assignment. So to complete the homework that was given to me, mm-hmm. I watched uh, Agatha Christie's uh, And Then There Were None. Yes. From the BBC. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good. I, I only watched the first episode. I will mm-hmm. actually go ahead and finish this. It's very intriguing. Um, but the basic premise being eight stra- ten strangers invited to uh, an island um, by an unknown host. Uh, they're all brought there and they all have this dinner, but then they're all accused of like, you know, committing heinous murders and on a recording that's been like broadcast over the entire house. And they're like, but no, no. <laughs> come on. None of us committed murders. Right. Also, it's a period piece. Also, it's a period piece in like the 1920s, 20s, right, yeah. be- right between uh, World War One, World War Two. Yes. Um, that is a plot point that comes up several times because there are old soldiers there and guys mm-hmm. who have not yet fought in the war um but you know the the mystery of why they're all there they don't know each other they know of each other kind of Mm -hmm. but upon being brought there they discover like wait everyone is being accused of murder even like the uh the wait staff Mm -hmm. as well 
Uh, and they're just like, come on, like, how could that's not true? But of course, the truth is, yes, they have seemingly, at least where I am, they are responsible for the murders that have been committed. Um, and they show you quick little flashbacks of to what may have happened in the past. Um, and it's very grim and sometimes a l- seemingly overdramatic with, oh, like, yeah, the, absolutely. <laughs> with the stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Still Agatha Christie. Um, even from the start, we're focused on, like, you know, what's seemingly our main character, uh, the, the woman who was the secretary. And she is, at least for me, I don't know how you feel, but, like, the most boring and annoying character. She comes off really annoying at the start. She's super annoying. She's, like, immediately scared of, like, why should I go to this this this, this mansion? Like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, it's a job. Like, what's so scary about all this? Pack it's, your it's- bags, girl. Like this, she says, like it's, it's it's on an island. Is it is that by the sea? And the guy's like, yeah, islands usually are <laughs> by the sea. <laughs> like pack your bags and go out of my office. Like I don't know. There's something about her character that I did find her very annoying. Um, and I was just like, oh, I really gotta follow this chick around. The younger guys, everyone's kind of a jerk. Oh yeah. Um, except for I didn't get a jerk vibe off of uh. What's his name? Charles, Charles Dance. Dance yeah. Tyler He seemed. Kind of, I'm sure he's committed heinous crimes, but. <laughs> seemingly his character is very nice right now um in watching it though what i what i picked up was like oh this is like the basis of clue the movie clue (laughs) like this is pretty much the same structure characters invited to like a mysterious mansion by an unknown host Mm -hmm. and they're being blackmailed for crimes that they've may or may not have committed um so it was like oh cool this is probably where they got the basis for that movie from I could totally see that, yeah. Um, this Agatha Christie novel. I imagine it was a novel at some point. Uh, I believe so, yeah. Okay. So it was like, yeah, this is this is really solid, very tense. Um, there's one point I was like, what? It, okay, like uh, uh, the maid is throwing meat into like this gigantic crater <laughs> for like birds. I'm like, uh, okay. She's so weird. <laughs> this is what's that? She's wearing shades. And it's like well, a, she has eye problems. She has eye problems, yeah. but just like sure but they make the wait stuff particularly creepy yes they do they yeah. definitely do but um but yeah uh, and then they were none i would watch it i i will continue to watch it nice um but i i gave you homework as well <sighs> you did jason <laughs> there's a great disparity between the quality of the things that were assigned to us mm-hmm. that being said that being said <laughs> You're a jerk. <laughs> you signed me to watch The Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. I did not enjoy this movie. Okay. I was upset with you at the beginning. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? It got better-ish uh-huh. toward the middle to end, mm-hmm. but still... It's just so bad. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, the oldest son is like 36. <laughs> he surely Scott. has a fam- family of his own mm-hmm. somewhere playing like a 17 or 18 year old. Um, the plot being that these two kids, this these two sons and their mom move back to a place called Santa Carla um, in California. Mm-hmm. They move back in with... Um, their grandfather because the their parents got divorced they live in this bananas beach town mm-hmm. full of horrible goth teenagers it is there's my, a lot of goth it is my town. nightmare <laughs> i there's a lot of partying and teenagers and it is my absolute hell sounds like a horrible boardwalk culture it is it absolutely is um the younger son meets Corey feldman and some other kid and they're like there are vampires in this town. And then the older son has a motorcycle dirt bike thing. And he falls in with 
Kiefer Sutherland with a really bad dye job to his hair. Mm-hmm. And those guys are just dicks. <laughs> oh, his little Morisaku gang is just full of the most terrible <laughs> teenage slash late twenty, like early twenty somethings imaginable. Mm-hmm. Um, they look like a bad Guns N' Roses cover band. Oh, they're so bad. <laughs> um, there's a woman, Jamie Gertz. Sure, she's <laughs> the annoying Bill Paxton's annoying girlfriend in Twister. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's such a nerd in that movie. I can't, <laughs> I can't fucking stand her. Oh, so I automatically didn't like her in this one because I was like, I know what you do in the future. You're lame. <laughs> Move out of the way. Let Helen Hunt in. You're ruining Bill Paxton. Oh. Ugh. Um, so the older son, I don't even know what his name is. Matt? Mike? Mike. Mm-hmm. The older son who's 36 is Mike. <laughs> he falls in with the biker gang there's a lady who's with them who you don't really know where her deal is at first mm-hmm. he gets turned into a vampire a half vampire and then the boys um starts to figure out that oh he is a half vampire so they're trying to just defeat them the mom's going on a date with the, the dad guy, from rich the dad the grandfather from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> and you're just like, what? <laughs> Grandpa? Uh, chaos ensues. Mm-hmm. There's some little boy hanging out with the vampire group. Why? A, his name is Laddie. What? <laughs> yeah, Are we in like turn of the century America? <laughs> Why is his name Laddie? Because that's maybe when he was turned at turn of the century America. Bullshit. He's a regular kid when we first meet him. No, he's a vampire. Well, they only show him in his vampire state later on, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, you don't know why this kid is there. You don't know her relationship with this kid because she's trying to protect him. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck do you have a child? It's not her kid. Surely. Exactly. And surely, as a roughneck motorcycle gang, you don't want a five-year-old tagged along. But for whatever reason, you do. Mm-hmm. It was really annoying. And also the twists at the end that, oh, Keeper Southern isn't in charge of all this. It's actually the grandfather from Gilmore. Yeah. Great. It's Richard. Richard Gilmore. (laughs) He's a vampire. (laughs) Um, The best character was Nanook, the Siberian Husky, Mm -hmm. who saves the day multiple times. Oh, yeah. That dog is clutch in the whole movie. Oh, my God. I was very worried because dogs hardly ever survive in film. Mm. So I was thrilled that he made it. Um, yeah, it was dumb <laughs> and bad. And I was annoyed that I had to watch it. Mm-hmm. I had to rent it for three ninety nine. Why'd you rent it? It's on HBO. I didn't know that. <laughs> you shouldn't have. Oh, gosh. I didn't see it on there. <laughs> yeah, no, I went through HBO and I didn't see it. That, yeah, that's where I last saw it. It was there, unless in the changeover from October to November, they took it off. Probably, Jason. <sighs> God damn it. I'm sorry. You had to pay money for that. Now I'm upset. Me too. <laughs> it was stupid. You know what I don't care about? One Corey. I care even less about two of them. Can't get one without the other. Why was Corey Feldman's voice so low? He it was like he was trying to sound like an adult who's just like, hey. <laughs> You're like, what are you doing? That's not your natural voice. I know how you end up talking as an adult man. That's not it. <laughs> what are you doing? 
Is this an acting choice? It's the wrong choice. He's only 13. Oh, my God. Give him a break. <laughs> it was terrible. I do not recommend this movie in case you were wondering. I do. No. Jason's a liar. Uh, all right. That yeah. being said, there's something I want you to watch for the next time. Uh, it's a better movie. It, it, how could it possibly be worse? And it's available on Amazon Prime. Uh, Nightcrawler from 2014. Oh, God. Um, with Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Riz Ahmed, and uh, Rene Russo. That's from 2014? Yeah. It's been that long? Mm-hmm. Wait, what is the plot of that again? Uh, essentially a man... He's a reporter? He breaks into the world of like shock reporting. Okay, yes. Don't say anymore. I yeah. got it. Okay. Oh, boy. All right. Did you like it? I did like it a lot, actually. Okay. Um, it was surprisingly good okay um very a, a dark a dark noirish film okay yeah great i was debating with myself as to what i should have you uh what was the look other at for option next time. the other option <laughs> you're an asshole i don't even know what it is yet <laughs> i actually had two other options for you the other option i was thinking in my head was uh the film galaxy quest um with Sam Rockwell, Sigourney right, Weaver, right. Alan Rickman. All right. Um, which I might have you watch at some point in December, I guess. Um, and the other option was like a wrestling thing. But I was going to, I would not make you do that alone. I would Can never I make Galaxy you watch that. Galaxy Quest path. instead of Nightcrawler. Do you want to, to switch out? You want to tag out? Yeah. I was, I was thinking like maybe you won't like Galaxy Quest. But no, if you want to watch that, sure. I just want something lighter. Okay. Then Galaxy Quest, it is. Okay. That is available on Amazon Prime as well. Okay. Um,. I have you watched Bajillion Dollar Properties? I have not. I'm going to sign that to you. Okay. I think you will like it. Where can I find it? I will buy the first two episodes on Amazon. Okay. You, and you can use my account. Okay. Because that's the kind of dedicated, amazing friend I am. <laughs> um, also, the second episode, I'm pretty sure, has Jason Manzuka. So, like, it's an investment. Okay. Um, it was created by Kulaf Lysak. And it has just the funniest people you can imagine on mm-hmm. there, um, who you probably haven't really heard of any of them. Okay. But they're all hilarious. Um, and it's just kind of a spoof on all the ridiculous real estate programs that are on television. Okay. Um, your property brothers, he, your... About just, yeah, but just about like selling. Oh, okay. Your house hunters and stuff like, like that. Yes. Okay. Totally. Um, it's really funny. Paul Tompkins is in there. Okay. I think you'll like it. All right. I will, uh, I will check that out. Yes. Okay. So we've got our assignments. Uh, we know what we're doing. Um, in the next month to come, we'll be a bit more sparse with the episodes, but, uh, come January, you'll have a whole new slew of things. Start up again. Yeah. Probably do every two weeks. Probably. Yeah. yeah. We'll be on a different schedule as opposed yes. to every week. Uh, which we're keeping up with for a good long while. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we'll probably start doing uh, every two weeks. And maybe it'll come out either on, like, Thursday or Friday. Yeah, uh, cool. in the coming year. So, yeah, stay tuned. There's some changes happening. But, uh, again, thanks for listening to this episode. Thank you so much. Uh, look at our stuff on Instagram, uh, Observe and Report podcast. Uh, and, yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.